Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes. October 1st, we smash it 10 yards tonight. A buck we call Pickles. A south wind pushing us back to the zag. Better stand on our backs. Set it Set it out and see what happens. You want it? Huh? That's air going out of me. Absolutely drilled in. And boom, you said good buck. We'll get my buck, and then we're gonna go get homie's buck. Urban, urban piece as hell. Got him. Pickles is dead. Kevin Gates, both kills on hanging hunts. My first public land buck. Nice work, dude. Triple brow on the right. I'm digging that. Fucked out October 28th. Absolutely incredible season. Here we go. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Still kissing your ear holes with that new intro. Um, thanks for all the messages about the new intro. Quite a few of them coming in. Appreciate that. Homie put some time in and knocked that out of the park for us. Um, we had a episode lined up tonight and he kind of backed out and our work schedule has been absolutely insane so i'm on lunch break at work right now that's how dedicated we are to making sure we bring an episode <laughs> to you guys every week here um recording this late getting it out and uh kiss your ear holes as, as quick as and as efficiently as we can so uh, it's gonna be me and homie talking about uh crisscross we mentioned this buck last episode so it's gonna be another big buck breakdown of crisscross but um Let's get into the people to make this possible, and we'll get into the show. What you got over there, homie? Uh, we're going to start off with Last Bread TV. Uh, guys, we are in the offseason, um, deer dropping antlers. And last year, these guys put together a series um, called Shed Kings on their YouTube channel. If you missed it, um, go back and check it out. Some absolutely hammers on there. Um, was a pretty cool series. Uh, got to watch everybody measure the shed, tell a story about it. Um, give some info and details about where they found it and also about um, their shed hunting tips. So 
Um, a lot going on in these short, quick episodes. Get some information um, and get to see some cool ass antlers. Uh, one quick thing I want to mention. Uh, sorry about the audio quality on this one. I am at work on lunch break, so tr I hear a train coming already. It's like <laughs> classic. So um, it's gonna be pretty loud here. Um, you, I'll, I think I'll try to mute myself when it goes by, and homie, you just have to take over. Yeah, I'll just try to jump in so. there. Um, going with Exodus trail cameras here. Uh, we are in the process of getting some of our cameras out of the woods and way back when in the day when I was a newbie here at running cams, I left my batteries in the cams and I'd get them home. So, and then you take them out next year and they're all corroded in there. And then you got some contact issues, um, potentially going to hurt you when you get them out in the summer. So when you do get them batteries home or get them cams home, be sure to get the batteries out of them. And, um, you know, you never know how many TV clicks that them batteries can get you in your TV remote when you get it back home. If uh, if you're in a pinch there, I, that's what I always do. Or we got a shitload of toys and we just throw them batteries in there because I already know they're you know below 50%. So always coming in clutch there with the with the batteries. Uh, kicking All off right, here. I got right on optics. Oh, I was gonna hop in. Hey, I got right on optics. Uh, train's not here yet, so I'll go ahead and kick them out uh we uh we're gonna get their new scopes here soon me and home are gonna get one um we've messed with their older stuff but nothing none, none of them new stuff yet so excited to get that in our hands be able to show you guys them uh make some posts about them and give you guys some more details of actually using them in the field some coyote hunting um stuff like that and uh, i'm gonna get one on the muzzleloader too and uh get that thing ready to rip so here comes this train. I'm going to kick it over to homie, and he's going to start this off. And uh, going into next level deer supplements, um, you can still get your orders in for their uh, winter feed and pellets. The deadline to get your order in for that is arriving. They will be switching to their spring and summer feed here shortly. But if you do um, need a last little scoop there, um, they are open for that here for probably the next, uh, I think he said March 1st, so the next week and week and some change here. Um, all right, guys, here we go. Getting into the story of Crisscross. Uh, Crisscross is a buck that uh, is on public, and we've actually got quite a bit of history with him, but we just can't seem to really pin him down, um, especially the older that he gets. Uh, they say that, you know, the deer's range really shrinks, and I'm not sure if it's just from us having more assets in the area, but... Um, we're, we're kind of bebopping all around in his, in his, what we think is his range. And, um, you know, we just can't seem to encounter this deer, even though we did one time and we'll get into that. But, um, this deer is a deer that we seen here back in 2019. Uh, we packed in deep and, um, it was actually the day that we saw Magnum for the first time. And I was hunting behind the bow and, Cody's filming and so he's in the cameraman stand up higher than me and that was when the old famous there's a shooter coming it's a giant so I was like okay and um, there's a little knob and that comes out into the opening and the deer were all behind it and uh, there was a doe crisscross and magnum and the doe's blowing, and I mean, it's just barely light enough to see. I couldn't even believe Cody was able to see the deer. And um, 
So I'm looking down there, doe's blowing, and, you know, you know kind of how you feel when a doe's blowing, but it wasn't much long after she stopped blowing for about the 30th time that Cody said there was a giant. So I'm looking down there, and here comes crisscross. I already see the doe, and here comes crisscross out behind this knob, and I'm like, what in the hell is Cody looking at? Like, I got my bow in my hand. I'm, I'm ready to send one, you know, because they're at like 35 yards. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm, I'm like trying to really see what the hell this buck is. And I'm like, man, that is, that's not like, we got a hell of work to get out of this place if we get one down. And that's not the one we're going to be trying to drag out of here. So I, I literally hung my bow up. And then Cody's like, what are you doing? Giant right here. And then I look back up. And here comes Magnum out behind the knob. And by this time, Criss Cross had already um, took this little creek, hit this opening, and was up on top of the other little other little hill or ridge. And um, then that's when we got the sweet film of Magnum, you know, doing the big buck walk and swaying and getting up there and kind of bumping Criss Cross off that doe. And at that time, we had a couple pictures of Criss Cross, um, up there on the oak flat but i looked in in my um hard drive here and i didn't save the pictures because it was just you know a little bullshit 80 inch nine pointer you know so i don't have any pictures of him from 2019 but i do um i did take a screenshot here of um crisscross when we did the encounter and um man i'm gonna I'm going to have to have you talk, and I'll look it up because I can't concentrate on two things. But um, so Crisscross was just a two-and-a-half-year-old buck. He, we would, didn't even name him at that point, and um, we hadn't even really connected the dots on Magnum either. And after the encounter with both of them bucks, um, we put the pieces together on Magnum in the stand that day, and then uh, we did an all-day sit there. It's uh, November 7th or 9th, and... We knew we seen Magnum come out at the hot corner that day, and uh, that was at like one o'clock, eleven thirty, one o'clock, some midday as hell. And uh, we knew that they had just went into bedding and, and bed down with that doe. And then Magnum left, and we're like, okay, well, we'll see, we'll see what else happens here. We still got some other handful of shooter bucks in the area, and then. Oh, about an hour before dark, here come the doe back out. Same way she went in the bedding. And uh, this time she was coming right at us. And Chris Cross followed her. He was up in there grunting. And uh, he followed her. And then this doe got about, you know, 12 yards from us. Going to take this little um, wash out. And uh, I don't know if she caught her wind or we're up there moving or talking about what the hell we're going to do. And uh, she busted out. And then Chris Cross out, is out there looking, and he's like, what the hell is she busting out for? And then he eventually followed her, and that was the only encounter with Chris Cross that we've had. But we didn't really connect the dots on him until 2020. Um, we got cams back out. And, uh, well, I, I guess you can maybe go into your encounter uh, with Chris Cross there. Hear it for yeah, 2019. Yeah, the day before we encountered him and Magnum, uh, one thing about that day is uh, that those two days, the day before that that I hunted and then the day you hunted, 
Mm-hmm. We encountered every deer that we have that's a target out there. We targeted West, or we had an encounter with West Side, and we had an encounter. You almost killed the short time ten. Yep. Yep. And, and I'm thinking about that the other day. I'm like, <clears throat> we didn't know if we were in the right spot that year, but then literally every single deer that you have pictures of you see in two days you're like okay i'm in the right spot (laughs) yeah but you talk about how we talk about you're in the right stop spot until stuff changes well in that case stuff changed they they killed all the does back there and the bucks just didn't use it the next year it was very slow back there Mm -hmm. um I was that the eight pointer that was with crisscross. Yeah. It'd be nice to try to pin him down to what deer he is. It could be that giant eight we got with the kicker up there now. Yeah. Could be. I have no idea. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, that's that. the only one we don't really have pinned down. But I, uh, I went out there. I took off. I worked a day early and then you hunted the evening. And I went out there in the morning, packed in, did an all day sit. Yeah. You did like a mid. And I encountered him at like 1 p.m., I think. It was middle of the day. Um, between 11 and 1, I know that. Yeah, he came this, in back towards me. Yeah, this clip here is at uh, 1252. 1252, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so he came in, door me, could have killed him. He come real close to the tree and then turned around and uh, angled out and then angled past me and uh, wasn't a shooter. And I didn't really realize that it was him until we just were talking the other day and I connected the dots. But um, going on to 2020, that's when we really decided we got velvet pictures of him. And he grew a bunch that year. I got another train, man. Dang it. This thing, this is going to be rough. Yeah, Way so- too much traffic out here on the railroad. <laughs> so uh, if you guys are watching this here on YouTube, I'll try to uh, share my screen here with you guys. And you can see um that's kind of a bullshit one here but um that is crisscross there and uh all his glory is a two and a half year old is what we're thinking he was there um and you know nothing nothing special there's that doe that was coming in on us she's getting ready to go down that washout right there and um you know that's uh that's crisscross right there november 10th is when we we're, were back in there and uh had that encounter i'll see if uh, i think i did another one there of him that day Real quick, um, no, did not. So, like I said, don't have any pictures of him in 2019, but then, uh, like Cody was just getting ready to say, 2020, he absolutely uh, blew up and earned his name of Crisscross. And um, here is a picture of him and uh, in Velvet that, you know, you're like, okay, this is, this is something to get on the radar here. As you can see, his G3... Um, kind of kicks forward there. He's still a nine-pointer. And um, these other pictures that I got here, uh, he, you can see where his beams do cross. And um, it was very cool. Like, we were pretty jacked when we got it because we were like, holy shit, never seen a deer do that, you know. And we were trying to figure out, like, how he's going to rub trees and, and do all that. And um, this is still back in that same area. Uh, this is quite a bit, the cam is quite a bit deeper than the stand we encountered him out of. And he was actually back. Yeah, don't in that... look. Don't mind the date. Yeah, don't mind the date on the yeah. trail cam. Yeah, that's one of those that we uh, didn't get reset. But time's right. Um, yeah, time is. Yeah, right. that's 
that's when we were like, okay, we got a little interest in him. He's not a giant, but we think he's three there, um, three or four. He's never was – he's not a wide, framey deer. He's just a, a cool-ass, you know, because he crosses. Um, that year was the year, again, that we put the most time back in there and never encountered him. Um, really, during the rut, I, we didn't get a lot of trail camp pictures of him. Um, never seen him. That's when we hunted, what was it, 17 days straight? Yeah. It, not all in his area, but probably 10 of them was in or around his core area. And uh, we never seen him. And we didn't have any trail camp pictures of him in the rut, I don't believe. No, and uh, um, like it was like he went hard horned, and we got a p- couple pictures of him here in 2020 hard horn, and then he was just ghosted. And like Cody said, that was the most time we were out there ever, and not even getting him on cam. Yeah, so he as a three year old, he he changed his red area, went somewhere else, and the only thing I can think of is Magnum was so big and prevalent in that area that he just pushed him out as a three-year-old when Magnum showed up in October, he left and said, okay, I'm not, I tried to mess with this dude last year. Now he's even bigger. I'm getting out of here and, uh, going to roll on to somewhere else, greener pastures, but no encounters with him in, uh, 2020 and no trail cam pictures of him. And another deer that we are kind of on the fence, like, is he alive? You know, is he ever going to come back? And it seems to be just like Westside. Westside wasn't back there this year at all, that this year at all either. And uh, the only thing I can think of is, like I said, Mav, you know, Magnum was so strong in that area. We didn't really see hardly any bucks back there that year. No. So I don't know if he had ran off, you know, a lot of those deer from that area and kind of had control over it, but we didn't get a lot of trail cam pictures of bucks back there. Um, it was all small bucks. Remember it's all two, two year olds. And then a one ninety. like it was either you're getting pictures of a, a 60 inch deer or a 190 inch deer. And, uh, that's pretty much what we seen. We, besides the buck I shot, I mean, we didn't see anything that was even remotely close to a shooter besides Mag. Yeah, and I mean, the only other buck we had on cam was the split three buck out there. And uh, we had one picture of a 10-pointer that uh, could have got shot early October we had, in the we back. Had the short time 10. And we the, had the short yep, time 10. Yep, short time yeah. 10. Can't forget about him. Uh, can you see this picture, Cody? Yeah. Yeah, if uh, if I shot that deer that year, that's exactly how I was going to get a mounted full sneak like that, looking just like that. Um, nice. That, I think that that would have looked pretty badass. And... Um, Man, that's a badass deer right there. Yeah. This is a cool deer. His main beam crosses in the front. Um, but, yeah, 2020, no trail cam pictures of him after Hardhorn, really, or during season, yeah, I during guess season, I would say. Yeah. And then a, uh, no encounters, and we were back there the most we ever were, putting in the most time, and deer just wasn't there. Um just like I said, I, I think Magnum had ran out most of the deer that were back there um, because the year so Magnum got killed, and then now we're going into 2021, and 
we get a picture of him and we're like, oh shit, just like Westside. We're like, oh shit, there's, there's Chris <laughs> yeah. Dox. He's alive, you know? And, right. I would say, and we actually had less assets in his area um, because we're trying to target pickles. And, uh, you know, we threw a couple extra up him, um, bouncing around. We picked up Elise. So we had some, uh, we had a shitload of cams out there trying to figure that out. Um, we knew Magnum was gone, so we weren't going to be trying to ball bust out there if we didn't have to. If the lease was going to be solid, you know, that was going to be the bread and butter. And so we had just a bare minimum amount of cams to feel good about it, to just kind of get a feel for what's going on out there for 2021. And um, we did have a camera in a new spot that we had talked about getting into, but never really had. Uh, we just kind of scouted it, and it's one of them spots like, we need to be in here, and then next thing you know, a couple years go by, and you still haven't went in there, like a couple dipshits. So finally, Cody got a cam back in there for us, and uh, that was the first time he showed up, man. And it, yeah. it was just like it was like back from the dead, <laughs> you know, like not yeah. The deer hasn't been around for so long, you kind of forget about like him even showing up, him a possibility of him even showing up, just like Westside. You just write Westside off because he, we think he's older than balls and uh, he's probably dead from winter or coyote got him or, you know, whatever. And then next thing you know, boom, out of nowhere. Yeah. And then that this year, I mean, he was he was quite a bit bigger this year. We think he was four. Um, and we had him a lot, man. We had him. I was looking through it after we said we we're going to talk about it. I'm like, man, we had that deer quite a bit for the assets that we had on that Ridge. I think he was on that Ridge quite a bit. We had him way more than West side. Um, and you know, he's, Oh, my lights just turned out. Sorry guys. He's, uh, he's four or five at this point. I think he's four and he's changed his rut zone again. He wasn't there in velvet. Um, he's changed his rut zone back to where he rutted when he was a two-year-old, but he's damn near the biggest deer in that area. Uh, and he put on a lot of time length, still the same beams though, real tight, um, still crossing. And, uh, like we always say, we don't even know how he gets rubs on a tree to get his velvet off. It's just, <laughs> he's rubbing on a bush out there to knock that stuff off. But uh, he definitely ain't rubbing on anything inside of his rack, you know? No, definitely not. But, uh, and one thing about yeah, had, I was to say, one thing about this deer this year is um, he had kind of stayed around and hung around all year. Um, if you guys are following us for, you know, the beginning of last year, um, we said we were going to delay getting our summer trail cameras out and be able to use more on the back end and uh so we didn't have really any velvet pics of him but it wasn't long after we did get cameras out that um there was a bachelor group of about four bucks and uh we were running them on video mode and luckily enough um instead of 10 seconds we got 15 second videos and you can see crisscross in the back and he's finally made his way up to the front of the of the pack there by the time the video ended and uh you know that was that was when we got him there and we kind of knew that once we got him on cam that he was at least should be huntable um for the year yeah he goes from not pretty much not existing not being on the radar to 
kind of in the game and I went back there early and tried to kill him or the short time 10, one or the other. Um, the short time 10 kind of been a thorn in our side too, a deer that we can't kill, but we were talking about this before we started the podcast. As many guys that are out there hunting, none of these deer die. Yeah. They just are still there. So we know the pressure on the private to the south is high. We know the pressure there is high. These deer are just able to elude hunters and not. And the only thing I can think of is just it's just the access to to get there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys hunting that area, but no one's hunting in his area, you know, because it's just it's really hard to get to. And it's also really hard to get to without them seeing you or spooking. So why don't you go into the encounter of this year? Um, you went in there Thanksgiving weekend and had it at, almost killed them. So go ahead and go into that encounter. Yeah, before I get into that encounter, um, just like Westside, we did put in these mock scrapes, and he was on them mock scrapes, um, you know, almost, uh, you know, more than he had in the past. And uh, him and Westside are really the the two biggest ones in that area. And we had both of them on mock scrapes we put in um, in August, August and September. And, and they worked them all the way up until through um, middle of December. So getting into this encounter, um, I went out there the day after Thanksgiving. And um, they had him and Westside had showed up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday was Thanksgiving. So I said, well, I'll go out and try it Friday. And um, the deer were in the evening um, on the edge of shooting light. Both made shooting time um, on cam. And I was, you know, going in trying to hopefully kill crisscross. But I was like, well, my luck. I'm going to have it. Uh, bullshit. Westside's going to show up. But, um, you know, it, I'm out there self-filming. And I seen a buck up on the ridge. And he's going he's angling away from me a little bit. So I threw a couple of doe bleats at him cause he had just been working the scrape. Um, I, there's a three pack of does on cam back in there that he had been following, um, exactly a week before I was out there. And then, um, he was working that scrape in that area at the beginning of the week. So I knew he still might be, um, callable to come into doe bleat. And so I threw a couple of those at him. I'm trying to self film and he hears me, and, you know, I'm trying to get zoomed in and focused on him. And I kind of lose him as he comes down off that ridge. And then um, I, I pick him back up as he's, you know, made it three quarters of the way down the hill. And um, he gets to about 100 yards and he just stops. And I got the camera on him. And at this point, I can't even tell really what bucket is. He's looking right at me straight on. He's still in the shit pretty good. And... Um, I can't get my binos out to really see. The camera can only zoom so far. And uh, I knew it was a shooter, though. And I th- I just had a um, that eight-pointer with the kicker I was talking about earlier on cam Thanksgiving Day up in the hot corner. And I was like, okay, I think this is that deer. And then he just kind of worked back off and went the way that he was going before I called to him. And uh, got got close on a not a late season hunt, but that weekend that we always talk about Cody is that Thanksgiving weekend, like them bucks are really, we feel susceptible. They're searching for that last doze there. And, you know, we've seen them cover some ground 
And that's kind of how we're having the luck hunting that weekend that we are. So do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I wanted to mention that just just like the other deer that are back there, um, what he, they, they weren't very common in the rut. Um, he was kind of in and out in October, pretty good. Then November, not so good. And then later November, he came back. And that just goes to you know, to show that we don't think there's very many does back there and there's not, they're going somewhere else to chase does and they're coming back because they're cool there. And the only thing I could think is you come back in a summer range that year and was like, Oh, Magnum's gone. I'm going to chill here, but I know where I've been rutting where there's a bunch of does. So I'm going to leave during November and then, you know, go rut and then I'll come back and try to pop a few does here. But, uh, Another thing I want to mention was the scrapes that we got them on. This is an area where there is no scrapes. There is not, there's one, maybe one natural one, scrape yeah. that I can think of that's anywhere remotely close to where we have these cams. And uh, we got him on every single one of those scrapes along that ridge. And that's probably four or 500 yards. I mean, it's a, it's a long ways from the one cam from the beginning of that ridge to the end. Uh, and we to get them on every cam on those scrapes, just like Westside was only on one one of them, right? So that deer, this deer was really moving that ridge, and then you had countered them on the center scrape, and then the the eight with the kicker was there also hitting those scrapes. So if you're running to run cams and get you know pictures of a deer in your area, and you're thinking, man, I need a I need a scrape to be able to get this deer or whatever. These are all mock scrapes and areas where there is zero scrapes, zero buck sign, zero anything. And that scrape right there, that is the one of the most awkward spots to ever hang a cam. It's on like a straight cliff. Mm -hmm. And that licking branch was above every deer's head and they still hit that scrape. Yeah, we even had the short time 10 up on his back legs yeah. multiple times hitting that licking branch, making sure he he got in the game on that. But uh, Yeah, they're like they're probably like, damn, some giant deer out here hit this, <laughs> open this thing up, but we're right. going to use it. Right? And it's crazy like how there's nothing there, and then all we do is go out, um, rough up the ground, expose the bare dirt. I don't know if you pissed in it or not, but... Um, yeah, you know, that, and that's all we do. And yeah, other than that, we David, don't go in there and freshen them up. We don't do any of that shit. Hang the cam and make the scrape and hang the cam. And the deer, the deer come. And like I said, it's not, there's no, we know these deer are there, but they are not leaving any sign that they're there. Yep. You know? And normally the deer would be back by that tree on that side. Cause there is a little, um, wash out there. And normally they would be on that side coming straight down that cliff. And the only reason that they're this close to the camera and we're getting them there is because of that mock scrape. Yeah. So, um, funny story about my encounter with Criss Cross is, um, you know, it's the holiday season there. Everybody's getting excited and, you know, late season. And then we got gun season and you can't be out there during that. So, um, we hunted back on the private and. Uh, it was probably, I don't know, maybe I, some time off around Christmas or something. 
um, maybe even uh, New Year's because I was clearing the cards for to go up to Logan's. And uh, I, I watched that encounter, and I didn't even know that it was crisscross at that time. But then going back and watching that encounter of him um, on an actual computer, I was like, holy shit, that was crisscross. Like, the deer I went in there after um, was right on the edge of, of coming in, you know. And um, that always makes you feel good. And I don't know how many hunts we had, you know, early season of the buck we went in there after um, – showed up within an hour after shooting light in the first three weeks of season not not including the deer that we killed um so you know it's always good to have a game plan and go in there and then execute that game plan and almost i mean obviously we got it done on a few bucks there early but um still having encounters later in the year um just like you you wished you would going into that hunt I tell you what, it was brutal as hell getting out of there, though. All that shit, you know, and uh, it, it was good, good, you know, fired me up to um, keep going there and, and had a good encounter with a really solid buck. We did that like 13 days. <laughs> I know. And it, if you don't do it, <laughs> smoked. And, like, it was it was cold as balls. I was freezing out there, and, and then... You, yeah. get, you get a shooter coming in on you and you, you really get to really get shaken there. And, uh, it, it's just cool. Like how, how it's happened so many times for us before, like you don't know, you think something happened, but then when you watch the actual film, the shit's a little different and, and you know, or you go back and then you just realize, Oh, Hey, this was crisscross two years ago when I was back there. And now I just pulled up the clip mm -hmm. and we got to watch it. And just like this instance here, you get to do the same thing. Like, shit, that was crisscross. Like, we we were on him, you know, and just didn't close that that gap. Did we have him on the trail cam west of the creek at all? Um, I, I know the short time 10 was over there. I want to say he was there late October when he was not on the ridge. Um, I want to say that two-week gap, he was over there and that – that thing is tore up over there. When I was there, October, was it? Uh, well, maybe it was when I checked it there Thanksgiving. Like that shit was. I might need to find a way to get into them bullshit trees There's right there. There's a tree right there. We can get in, man. Yeah, we can get into that. One. That's why I hung that cam. It's hella it's not shooting. Pristine. Yeah, it's not pristine, but you can definitely do it. And I feel like if you're hunting that ridge, they're winning you on that side of the creek. Yeah, like so. um, you're going to need a, something east and, or, you know, south to get up in there. Yeah. But one thing about it is, you know, it's kind of open there, and what wind you do have uh, should hold pretty true. Mm. I, I don't know if you're going to take the spike trail into account, but if you do have like a southeast or something, you'd be blowing right on that spike trail. If we were in there in the morning or something, um, I want to say most of the activity that I seen on the card there when I checked it um, was in the afternoon daylight afternoon yeah uh the uh the tree is to the south of there so a straight north or northwest would be pretty solid um the tree that i i, I picked out in my mind mm -hmm. i i never pulled that camera so i never hunted over there yeah but um that is that the one that was still working yeah yeah that was the one still working and i didn't have nothing to check it with so um Lo and behold, here we are, uh, February 18th, and we still got cameras out there soaking and intel to be obtained. And, you know, 
maybe maybe something maybe there's a missing piece of crisscross here that um is on that camera that's yet to be seen yeah at least they at least know that he's still alive you know mm -hmm. yeah you uh, know at least get a date of okay december 27th he was alive you know yeah he made it that far yeah. so yeah, that might be we have the cam on the other side of there too so we can kind of put the pieces together on both sides hopefully put something together that's a spot that we never really hunted and uh that was a natural scrape that was there which was kind of mm -hmm. like an, a normal i was like oh this is kind of weird is that and it's not really in like a good scraping spot it's all cockaberry and bullshit yeah it is a little um, bit secluded by that by some grass um there is yeah. hella licking branches though like and and I think yeah, that that I think that that's the one of the key factors there why they like that um, just a little thin pocket of timber and and uh, they can really get up there nice low branch we don't have them raising up and shit on it but um, so getting into the two questions that I got we're... another I got another train coming so let's let's go into uh, if you if you believe this deer is killable or not yeah so is crisscross killable and i believe he is um if as long as no bigger deer um comes into the area which we don't know what's what could roll in um as we said you know magnum's dead so don't have to worry about that um and we don't really have to worry about him venturing too far off because we've run cams um in some other spots and he hasn't been over there and um you know with him showing up october and we hunted back there October 15th, felt like we had a really good shot. We might have went to the wrong spot. I don't know. <laughs> and um, we did throw a hunt out out there for him and uh, the short time 10. And then, um, like I said, I felt really good going into the hunt after Thanksgiving. Um, he was daylight back there working scrapes, chasing does, doing his thing. And um, almost almost got it done, you know, so... For me to say that I don't think he's killable, I think it'd be pretty silly. Um, maybe we're gonna have, you know, probably about the same amount of assets. I think, um, depending on you know what we do, but I think we can throw the same amount of effort as far as scouting, as far as running cameras back in the area that we did this year, because I felt like we had a really good um, feel for what was going on out there. And um, you know, maybe 2022 is is the year that we can encounter crisscross again and. Uh, maybe get it done so yeah i think if we can kill him i think we can kill him early on a scrape second week of october 10th of october somewhere around in there cold front in the evening flip in there and uh see if we can get it done that's how i think he's killable and that's how or hunting that ridge we pull those other two cameras that's going to give us a lot more intel mm -hmm. maybe hunting that side of the scrapes over there um, the only thing that kind of throws a curveball on me is that picture we got of him on the very far east. Uh, he's he was way over there, like on the property oh, line. Oh shit! East. Yeah, we did. So, that was late as hell, though, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, he was coming in in the morning, like he was bedding over there. Uh, daylight, you know. So I don't know. There's a lot of buck sign over there. Um, a lot more than where he's at now, where he's at now, but there's so many, so much pressure. I mean, there's stands all over yeah. there because it's easier yeah. to get to, way easier to get to. So I don't know, maybe throws, 
an asset over there just to see, but uh, late season though. I mean, he really back there. Other than the food plots, um, mm-hmm. you know, he might just be going to get some some grain up there where we where we got that one. It was only a one time one time deal. Twice. Twice. Two times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both in daylight. Late so, December. I mean, I'm just on that little bitty one trail like <laughs> yeah that's great that's just in the middle of nowhere but uh there's always been scrapes along that edge mm-hmm. and it could be hit him i don't know but uh i mean in reality that's it's another not deer. That that's another deer that yeah about a mile and a half probably mile mile and a half from where he's at with our cameras mm-hmm. so really that's not that far no not, not for him to shift deer, late so. season like that yeah. So other than that, I think he's killable. Um, will you, are you going to try to kill him? Is this a deer that you're going to try to target next year or what do you think? Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's going to be my, my third buck that um, will be on the list there. Uh, barring something crazy on the lease popping. But uh, I think he'll be top three. He'll be right in there. As far as, um, I would say, man, a lot of shit changes on October fifteenth when you got to be on the on the cycle, <laughs> you know, to get in there. Yeah. Um, a lot of shit changes then, but you know, definitely the first two weeks, I don't see. Uh, uh, we just had to see what the cams are showing, but um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple at him for sure. Yeah, definitely a cool deer. Um, I was just thinking about how much assets we would have if we didn't have the lease, man. Yeah, we'd, we'd have, have a hell of ass. Yeah. To throw out there. We're trying to cover a whole new area and not lose the area, you know, not lose the stuff that we got. Plus the urban piece, you're going to want some assets on that. And then plus the other urban, suburban piece, like mm-hmm. it. And then you got nowhere for the wagon thin. blind. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Still, still deciding what we're going to do. But, um, are you, are you gonna, where are you, where are you ranking him at here as far as interested? You're, you're kind of set on, <laughs> set on one deer right now. Yeah. I'm definitely got to put as much effort I can on him. Um, trailer parks, probably number two. That urban piece is so good. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some, some really solid bucks there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they all made it, I mean, we only took one off there and there was like five shooters, you know? So, and then there's the two eight pointers that weren't shooters that are going to be probably shooters now. So two years older, yeah. It should be five or six deer in that area. And that area is just so convenient and easy to get to and hunt and not booger up, you know, especially once we get it set up the way that we want to kind of tweak, you know, manipulate them enough to be able to get in there like we want to and get set up. Uh, I'd say he's, he's probably a deer that if he's just on cam crazy, yeah, I'll go in there. But if if I don't feel like I could kill him, I feel confident, I probably won't waste a set there. I'll probably go to the suburban piece or the urban piece or somewhere else. Um it's hard to it's hard to say when you don't know exactly what you got going on. But <laughs> yeah, you don't know. I mean, some bitch might be gone again yeah. like he was last year or you know, two Pretty years ago. Pretty dead set on PT right now. 
but I'm not going to be dead set if he's not consistent anywhere. Mm-hmm. If he's living across the road on the neighbors, on the private, like we might think he is, he's an unkillable giant where you're going to waste your whole entire season trying to get it done. But if he's in the draw that we think he's in, then, yeah, I'll be wasting a lot of time on him. But if, if PT is not there, I'd say crisscross is probably our number two buck size-wise on the public. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, so, uh, with all the history and stuff, I would probably, I'd probably roll out to him. It's crazy how big that piece is, um, and how the ground lays out. I think, I mean, during October and stuff, there's like September or early October, there's all kinds of damn bucks out there. Mm-hmm. But then the rut starts and they just. They're just not there. The only thing I can think of is there's so many does in that no hunting that they're all sucking up into it. We're just losing them. Yeah. Because that render, the render I ran on the north, there's five or six does there (laughs) coming out of the no hunting every day that we were getting on that one can. So, hell, there could be 30 does in that no hunting. And we've seen the split, the short time 10 running from that no hunting back into that shit in the middle of the rut so they might just go up there so if you're trying to hunt a deer that's in a spot that you can't hunt for the whole entire rut you're gonna have to go somewhere else so yeah and i'm kind of with you about crisscross like not going in there to hunt him unless you feel like you have a really good chance to kill him um kind of just how we're transitioning to hunting going forward you know you these hunts that we get are, you know, it's October 10th before you know it. And the next thing you know, it's the 25th and then it's November 3rd. And then it's, you know, Thanksgiving and you're like, shit, haven't done shit out here. You know, just wasted a bunch of hunts. And, you know, that's what we said. Eliminate the bullshit sets and, um, not going to go in after a deer unless we, we feel over 50% of a chance of, of seeing them. Like, like you said, I agree. Going to need a cold front for crisscross early October to to be in there and, and get on him, I believe that 100% because um, that's what he was doing this year. Um, you know, we'd see a 10-degree, 8, 10-degree drop, and boom, he's on that scrape. He's on the scrape. Yeah, that's that's the that's the kicker for me. He's he's there. We got those scrapes established with, with some, you know, intel on them, and then we get a cold front. You zip in there and do a hunt that's that's what i would do just i'd feel confident about that even if we didn't have the assets there i would still feel confident enough to go in there on a cold front hunt one of those scrapes Mm -hmm. and just because here this past weekend i i did walk out there and i got up on that ridge that i seen him coming out of and uh there there is a trail that he come down um they that they have here late season and then um when i seen that i was like okay my thought went to where was he bedded that day and um i mean that shit there is so thick you, you can't really more than likely down, he was where he was when he was a two-year-old when he come out with that doe that that's what i was thinking too and i did go back up in there and uh bumped it bumped a doe out of there bumped two does out of there and then um back on on the ridge i circled back around and hit the hit the fence and be bumped and then i kicked up about eight deep on that ridge um so he was he was right there for sure. 
and uh, yeah. we'll hopefully be able to maybe slip out some cams here a little earlier, see if we can get them in velvet and get get the scrapes fired up again and hopefully pin him down if him and he, he's at least five, you know. Yeah. So should have should have the best rack he's ever had. Yeah, I'm interested um, to see what he does there. Um like he's got hella time length, you know, what's he going to do? You know, maybe put on some mass maybe or look the exact yeah. same. You never know. Yeah. He's grew every year, but I mean, he could mm-hmm. like I said, I think he's he's 5 or 6, more than likely 5, so it should be one of his best racks he's ever had and um a lot of history with the deer It'd be cool to get him down and it'd be a cool ass mount just yeah unique deer be able to tie well, in guys, all these all these hunts and all these pictures and videos we've got of him and the two encounters we've had yeah. of him so would be uh would be one that we would we would cherish for sure yeah well that's the big buck breakdown of uh crisscross um Hopefully, like I said, you can look at one of your bucks and kind of see if any of these tactics that we're talking about will relate to you and helping you pin down one of your bucks. That's why we're doing this. It helps us talk this out, helps us put pieces together when you're thinking in the past of deer. And, uh, you know, we might be able to kill them on the top up there where we used to hunt. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a possibility, but. We didn't run any assets up there last year. He could have been on fire up there. Yeah. So it's hard to hard to say. It's hard to hunt everywhere. Got to go, go where, you know. I know that Cam kind of messed up on us, but we never had him in the back corner. Uh, the one that was on video, never. Okay, I I didn't think so, but I just double checked. Did you pull that one? Oh no 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 no! I'm talking two years ago when we way back in the corner way out there uh, by the gravel road oh I don't I don't, I don't think so I don't think so because he short was gone short time 10 short time 10 that was that year that everything was junk though yeah split yeah, three yeah, bucks that year yeah that year was so when the when Magnum came back everything left yeah it's like clockwork he showed up nothing else out there <laughs> it's he ran off everything, so uh, hard to tell, but that looks like a damn good spot when you get back there. So, all right, guys, well, we hope you enjoyed this. Appreciate you listening all the way along. Um, got a couple of Legends episodes coming up for you guys, and the three of them, right? Hopefully three of them going to come in here is hot. We're still going to do a couple more Big Buck breakdowns, I believe, um, and then uh, go from there, but here for crisscross killable deer maybe target him maybe not that's what it's coming down to so <laughs> he's on he's on the list but he's not very high yeah but I'm, I'm sure that you guys will hear the name again so we love you appreciate you guys listening always try to do the right thing try to leave a legacy and whitetail legacy is out